When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Today's economy has created some challenges to expanding broadband, but more projects will soon be underway. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The most recent round of broadband expansion grants from the state were announced earlier this year. Bug Tussle Wireless is getting more than $20 million for 11 broadband projects. These will span across 11 counties. Chief Operating Officer Jason Weed says construction will begin soon, and the company is navigating inflation and supply chain challenges. He says the grants help make these broadband investments possible. You know, although we're getting these grant dollars, we put in quite a bit more than that, you know, at the end of the day. But it helps us because it it makes it affordable and cost-effective to do these projects. The reason that a lot of people in rural areas don't have fiber, for example, right now is most of the big companies just can't find the economic viability of that. It's so costly to run fiber. You know, you're spending fifty, sixty thousand dollars uh, a mile, um, and that's without you know the equipment and all the hookups. And so, if you're only getting a small group of people, most of the big companies have just said it doesn't make sense. We would rather focus on the urban and suburban areas. And we were founded by a farmer, Steve Schneider, and our board is made up of rural people who live in small towns. Their mission since I think about 2004 was they were going to find a way to become the the biggest wholesale provider of wireless rural telecommunication services in Wisconsin and in the upper Midwest. We've achieved that. We are we are that now, which is which is great. Um, but we've also moved into fiber to go along with our wireless uh, work, and that's what makes up the vast majority, if not all, of the 22 grants. Um, the 11 grants, those are really focused on middle mile fiber, and then we're separately financing fiber to the home. Can you tell me from Bug Tussle's point of view why there's these gaps? <laughs> I know you kind of alluded to that, that they're not really getting the investments they need, but just how prevalent is is this gap? It, it It's incredibly prevalent. We've always talked about balancing the playing field so that rural communities could compete with larger communities, and they could retain the kids come back from school and they bring their their brains back from college and they move back home and they can work from home because they now have reliable high-speed internet, whether it's through fixed wireless backed by this middle mile fiber or whether it's fiber to the home that comes off this middle mile fiber. Our goal is to make sure people like you and all the other people who grow up in, in small towns have a reason to go and live back in those small towns. And there's a lot of people who want to raise their family in small towns. And and for a long time, Stephanie, as you probably know, small communities throughout the country and in Wisconsin have been slowly dying. Not all of them, but a lot of them. You know, that used to be a bustling town because maybe there was mining or there was a manufacturing going on. When those jobs went away, people started to leave these areas. And these small towns are hanging on by a thread. They don't have a lot of money to invest in, you know, infrastructure like this, yet they're losing people every day. We really feel like it's our responsibility to work as a partner with these communities in Wisconsin to give them 
what they need in terms of, of access. We want people in every small town in Wisconsin to be able to work for any company in the world, to be able to go to any college in the world, to be able to get telehealth calls and Zoom calls through. And right now, that is simply not the case in a lot of these communities. There is more coverage now, but it's certainly not ubiquitous. And the coverage that is there is not always reliable. It's not backed up with a strong network. The reason for building this middle mile is that becomes the backbone of the telecommunications throughout that entire county. Off of that backbone, we can construct towers to provide wireless and cellular service. We can provide fiber to the home. And really importantly, and one thing that I think sets us apart from a lot of our competitors, and we told this to the communities, is if you work with us and allow us to build this middle mile fiber through your county, we are not going to keep anybody off that fiber. It is open access. If one of our competitors calls and said, hey, can we branch off your fiber and serve this little community with fiber to the home? We would say yes. We would work with them and make sure that that happened. So, Jason, has the, has the money come in yet? The way the grants work through the Public Service Commission is they sort of trail a year behind. So this year, we deployed all of the grants from 21. And so that money came in and that work is done this year. The grants that were awarded in 22, this roughly $20 million, we still don't have the final paperwork and agreement from the Public Service Commission, which is normal, and it, that should be coming very soon. But we are working right now on the, the design. So we're doing all of the designing and engineering right now, and we expect the actual construction work to start late this year and get going in earnest early in, in uh, 2023. And we expect all these projects to be complete in the first quarter of 2024. You know, some will be done in 23, some will be in early 24. So the money will actually, the grant money will actually start to flow in 2023. With inflation going on, with supply chain challenges, does that change how much you're getting for your dollar when you start these construction projects? It does. It does. It has presented a strain for our projects in 2022. The supply chain issues have caused delay after delay. You know, we've worked our way through it, but it's probably cost us a few, probably several months this year uh, based on delays, whether it's equipment for towers or conduit or, or cable. Uh, it, it has been a problem, and it appears that it's going to continue to be a problem, and it's something that we're concerned with. So we, we start ordering our supplies as early as we possibly can to make sure that it it gets here on time. We've learned a lot this year. So that's sort of the supply chain side. Inflation, you know, it's a killer. It always hurts. When we do these projects, you know, we commit to a budget with these counties, and we're going to stick to it with these counties. We're never going to ask them for anything more. So anything over is on our dime. There's going to be projects where we're going to need to spend more of our money Uh, just because of the way things are going. But we made commitments, and we're going to stick to it. It, It's a challenge. It's probably one of the biggest challenges facing us right now. But we feel like we are well-capitalized, and we're always out looking for more investors. So we are very comfortable that if there's overages, we're going to be able to continue to cover them. And we still believe strongly in these projects. But boy, if somebody could do something about inflation, we would be all for it. 
So, Jason, you've talked about how broadband expansion projects will benefit rural communities across the state, and it might even cost Bug Tussle a little extra in today's economy. Is there still an opportunity for Bug Tussle to see a return on investment? And what does that look like? I mean, we are in business. And if a business doesn't make money, they can't do good things. So, you know, our goal certainly is to do good things, but they also they have to have a return for us. You know, the return is there. It's going to take a little while, though, you know, because in the time that we're spending most of the money putting the fiber in, we're not getting a return during that time at all. You know, until we get towers, you know, hooked up and live and until we get fiber hooked up and live so that we can sell it at the retail and wholesale levels, we're not seeing returns. But we knew that going in and we've already seen our returns, you know, start to uptick from some of the projects we've done in prior years. We know in the end that this will be profitable for us to do it or we wouldn't do it. Absolutely not. But we also believe that we present and have done the fairest deals with these communities as has been done. We think we've handled this very fairly, very transparently. We're very proud of what we've done in these counties. We're optimistic about the future. We're excited about the services that we can provide. We know that these communities need this. Of course, not everybody. You know, I have relatives that don't even have a cell phone. I understand some people aren't into it. But for the most part, in this world, access, access to the Internet is, is crucial. But the big thing is we wouldn't have done this if we didn't believe we would turn a profit, and, and we, are, we are going to. But there's, there's easier ways to make money doing what we're doing, and that's doing it in urban areas. That's an easier way to get a faster return. You run shorter distances and get more homes. It's a lot harder to do this in rural areas. So everything that we do is a little bit elongated, but what we think is that this is sustainable over the long term. You know, there's a a permanency to this that you might not get in urban areas. And because the need is there, we we found a way to make the financing work, to make the economics work, to do good by the communities, and of course, to become a stronger company and more profitable. Jason Weed joining us, the Chief Operating Officer with Bug Tussle Wireless. Again, Bug Tussle, a recipient of more than $20 million to tackle 11 broadband projects across 11 counties. And this money comes from the latest broadband expansion grants from earlier this year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.